0: Welcome to the Media Library of First Baptist Church of Troy, Texas. We hope and pray you receive a blessing from today's message. First Baptist Church of Troy is a Christ-centered, family-friendly church which offers activities for kids, teens, and adults. You can learn more and contact us by visiting fbctroytx.org. Now, here's today's message. We're going to look at, we're starting a new year, and I want us to look at starting a new year right And uh, I want us to look at the subject this morning of living a balanced year. And if you will, in your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 13. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. If you're wondering where's Ecclesiastes, find Psalm and go right, And uh, you'll hit through Proverbs, and then you'll hit Ecclesiastes. And so... Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and looking at, again, living a balanced life. Verses 1 through 13 of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is an occasion for everything, and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his struggles? I have seen the tasks that God has given people to keep them occupied. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also put eternity in their hearts, but man cannot discover the work God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy the good life. It is also the gift of God whenever anyone eats, drinks, and enjoys all his efforts. As I thought about these verses, uh, and I thought about today, the first day of 2023. I don't know, how many of you thought you would ever see 2023? I mean, you know, it's just, you go, man, that's a long time in there. And... uh, But as I thought about this, I I could not help but think that this year, 2023, is going to be a year of beginnings and it's going to be a year of endings. It's going to be a year of ups. It's going to be a year of downs. It's going to be a year where desires will not be accomplished and it's going to be a year where desires are going to lead to great accomplishments. It's going to be a year where lives fall apart. It's going to be a year where lives are going to find balance. 2023. A boy asked his father, said, Dad, if three frogs were sitting on a limb that hung over a pool and, and one frog decided to jump off into the pool, how many frogs would be left on the limb? Now think about that. you got three, three frogs sitting on a limb over a pool. One frog decides to jump off. How many frogs are going to be left? The dad said, well, son, that's easy. Two. Nope, that's not right. Dad said, I, well, son said, no, you've got three frogs sitting on a limb. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are going to be left on the limb? Dad went, I get it. If one decides to jump off, the rest are going to decide to jump off. So that's zero. And son said, no, that's not it either. The boy said, dad, the answer is three. The frog only decided to jump. Uh huh. I think that's a lot of how people are with their New Year's resolutions and how they live their lives. It's just decisions, but nothing else occurs. Great ideas, great inspirations, uh, great resolutions, but, but oftentimes, again, we only decide, and months later, we're still on the same limb of do nothing. In, in reading about resolutions that never come about, uh, I found it interesting that one of the main reasons, in fact, it is the main reason, uh, why people c- uh, did not keep their resolutions was this. They couldn't find the time to do so. Now think about that. The number one reason people could not keep their resolutions is that they could not find the time to do so. They couldn't find the time to exercise. They couldn't find the time to eat better, and they couldn't find the time to spend more time with their families. And by the way, those are the top three resolutions that are made, and they're also the top three resolutions that are broken. People can't find the time. They couldn't find the time, and the reason they can't find the time, uh, psychologists tell us it's because their life is out of balance. Their life is out of balance. They have so much of one thing going on in their life that they don't have the time to fit something else in. Sound familiar to anybody? So much going on, you just can't fit anything else in. If you will, they don't have anything left on their any more room left on their plate, and what they think they do need is a bigger plate, right? That should make sense. Let me get a bigger plate, and then I'll have more room on it so I can put other things on. No, you know what happens? We get a bigger plate, but what do we do? We, ha- we put the same old stuff on. We just heap it on more. Life is out of balance. Life is out of balance. What reality is, they need to take things off their plate and get a balanced plate. You know, well, balance. We know to have a healthy body. We need to eat a balanced diet, right? A balanced diet. You know, that a balanced diet. That's coconut cream pie and bluebell ice cream. That's a balanced diet. Well, my wife tells me it's not. I mean, you know. <laughs> but you know, but you know, we we know to eat a balanced diet. But what happens to folks? They don't. I say we don't. I got to include myself on there because our diet's usually weighted more towards one thing, uh, whether it be carbs or sweets or fats. uh, uh, I mean, it impacts our ability to have a healthy body. When our diet is out of balance, then the health of our body is out of balance then balance is important i remember years ago when i was in college uh, i got into my car and i started down the freeway and i mean the car was driving nice but i got on the freeway and i got on there and i got up to speed and all of a sudden my wheels went like this and i'm doing my and like that i'm going oh my word what happened i just driven it the day before and everything was good and it's just like and it's like that and i'm going oh so I knew a mechanic, and so I, I go. I thought, man, i got to have him do this car. Is about to fall apart. I don't know what's wrong with this car. And so I take it in to him, and I'm sitting there waiting on him to tell me wh- what's wrong, how much money I'm going to have to spend on this thing. I mean, dollar signs are flashing through my head of what it's going to cost, and he comes out, and he says, I found your problem. And I said, oh, what was it? And I'm thinking, oh, what's it going to be? And he pulls out a rock. He said, here's your problem. I went, that's a rock. He said, yeah, it somehow got stuck in your wheel, and so when you hit highway speeds, it was throwing that wheel out of balance. Wow. Balance. Balance is not only important in eating well. It's not only important uh, on the wheel of a car, right? You take buy new tires. What do they do with those tires? They balance them right. So it's not only important that, but folks, it's important in living life as well. When we read these verses in Ecclesiastes, what do you see? You see balance. You see balance. A time for this, a time for this. There's balance in there. So balance not only impacts our physical lives, but it impacts us mentally and spiritually as well and yet too many times we are the ones who become the rock that throws our lives out of balance yes life can get busy but it still needs balance or else we will feel as if we're about to fall apart and so to do all that life demands of us we need balance And the great thing is, is that God made us to have balance in our lives, and he tells us how we can do that. Uh, And if it's out of our lives, how to put it back into our lives, and and how to keep the balance in our lives. And so that's what we're going to look at today, is having that balanced year for us to have a balanced 2023. And the first thing you've got to do, if you're going to have balance in your life, and therefore have a balanced 2023, is this. You have to establish your purpose. You have to establish your purpose. Let me ask you this question. Just think about it. What is your purpose in life? You ever thought about that? What is your purpose in life? What's your purpose in this world? What is it? Now think about that. Just for a minute. What's your purpose in this world? I mean, this is the fundamental question of our lives and folks if you haven't really thought about it seriously then you're not taking life seriously you see many of the problems in people's lives would be settled if they understood the purpose in life and they lived it out everyone here has a purpose what is your purpose the bible says this if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. So if, if that verse is true, if Scripture is true, if the Bible is true, if what God says is true, that we belong to the Lord, then we have an obligation to live for who? The Lord, right? Right? Don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Here's a truth, and this goes against everything that America is about. It's this, your lives are not your own. That's a big problem with the world today. That's a big problem in our country today. I can do what I want to because I'm my own person. This is my life. I do what I want to. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right? No! Your life is not your own. Who do you think gave you that last heartbeat? It wasn't you. Our lives do not belong to us. Our lives, according to that scripture, belongs to who? To God. To God. So then, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out His good purpose. Your purpose in life is to live out and fulfill the purpose of God for your life. He is working in your life. He's working in your life to unfold that plan for your life. And your responsibility is to cooperate with His work for you. You're supposed to be, get in with what He wants for you to do. Here's something God is not to get in to what you want to do for your life, you're to get into what God wants to do for your life. That's your purpose. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. When you live life for yourself, you will find that your life is going to be out of balance. To put your life in balance, you have to start living for God. I mean, Scripture tells us this. It tells us that the whole purpose of our lives is to know God and to have an ongoing relationship with Him that brings Him glory in the way that we live. Right? For we are His creation. Who's His? God's. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. What is your purpose in life? It's this. It's to know God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and to live for God. Your purpose is to do as much good as you can do for God and for others. You're not here to serve and please yourself. Again, that goes against everything that Americans think. You're not here to serve and please yourself. You have a higher calling. If you don't understand your purpose, your life is out of balance. And if your life is out of balance, folks, it's going to eventually fall apart. Again, the world will tell you that, that, man, life should be about you. But look around. Look at the world. See how out of balance it is? Huh. How's that philosophy working for it? No. That's not what it's all about, folks. Folks. Your primary purpose on this earth is not to be successful. It's not. Your primary purpose on this earth is not to have a wonderful career. It's not. Your primary purpose on this earth is not to be happy in your earthly accomplishments. Aren't you earn a lot of money? It's not. Your purpose is not even to find love and have a family. Then what's your purpose? You say. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. It's not the case that those other things I mentioned are bad. They're not. It's just that they cannot come before the main purpose for which you were created. And that is to know God and to glorify Him with your life. When you get that straight, then all the rest is going to fall into place. The second thing that you have to do if you're going to have balance in your life is this. You have to establish your priorities. You have to establish your priorities. You may have a firm grip on uh, what your real purpose in this world is. You may have a on that you may understand that your life belongs to god and that you're to live for him rather than for yourself but now you need to understand god's specific plan for you and and the setting of priorities in your life you need to begin by asking yourself this question what are my gifts what are my gifts what are the specific talents and interests that god has put into your life And how can you use them to fulfill His purpose for you in the world? That's what you need to know. And and the reason that these questions are important is that you you may be doing many good things. You may be doing a whole lot of good things, but you may not be doing the things that God has in mind for you. Your area of interest may be the gift That God has given you to promote growth and influence in His kingdom. In fact, I would dare say it would be. He's given you that interest. He's given you that gift to use for His kingdom. To grow His kingdom. Not yours. His. And... And setting priorities is, is not about choosing between what is good and, and, and what is bad. That was settled We you decided to live out your God-given purpose in life, if you did the first thing that we talked about. Priorities have to be set when the choice is between what is good and what is best. Remember uh, uh, the story of Mary and Martha, Jesus coming to visit them, and, uh, and Martha's going around, and man, she's, she's like a wild banshee getting things set and trying to pre- have food and all this stuff, trying to take care of Jesus. She was trying to serve everybody, and you remember where Mary was? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha went to, to Jesus to complain, and basically Jesus said, Martha, what you're doing is good but what Mary's doing is best. Folks, the same is true for us. The same is true for us. Priorities have to be set between what is good and what is best. What will be beneficial and what is actually God's will for you. He's made you with particular interests and skills and gifts. Romans tells us this. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if you're wondering, okay, the priorities. Where should I put my priorities of, of what, what, as I'm looking at my purpose and what God wants me to do? Go in the direction of your interests. Go in the direction of your gifts because that is how and why God has created you. And using these gifts for the glory of God will help keep your life in balance and and get the most out of your life. What you'll find is that setting priorities will also help you do this. It'll help you trim down the commitments that you have in your life to a reasonable level. It'll help you pull some things off that plate so your life can be more balanced. And then the third thing you have to do if you're going to have a balanced life is this. You have to establish your plan. You have to establish your plan. You know, you can understand your purpose and you can set your priorities. But if you have no plan of how to make it happen, it will never happen. It's like those frogs decided to jump off that limb. They just decided. Nothing happened nothing's going to happen until you make it happen if you're sitting back waiting on god to make it happen that may not happen he's waiting on you to make it happen i mean it's folks it's too easy to let life just sweep you along and your agenda be filled with the urgent little things of today you know you get up in the morning you have no plan for the day and you just let the little things that happened happen and you're found man you're going here and there and here and there and there before long you feel like you're being stretched everywhere that's not the way it's supposed to be that's not the way it's supposed to be at all if you're not deliberate in planning out your life Your life is going to drift, and life will just happen. And that's how too many people are living their lives. I listened to an interview with uh, Mark Cuban. Y'all know who Mark Cuban is? Shark tank guy. More than that, the owner of the Mavericks. A multi-billionaire. And they asked him how he became rich. And basically he said this it wasn't an accident he had a plan he planned how he was going to do he planned the, everything was planned and you know what he still plans basically said this only a fool floats through life there's a lot of folks floating through life because they have no plan. They don't know where they're going. How many of you go on vacation and you just start driving with no plan? So when you end up to wherever it is, you go, well, I'm here, wherever here is. Right? No. We all know. Kathy and I, we've already got looking at vacation of where we're going to be going. I've already got my route mapped. I've got everything there. I've got my stops around. i got all that. You know, I, we, we have a plan as we do this. If... But yet, so many folks, they just, there's no plan of getting through life. You just want your life just to float along. That's not the way to live it. You want to live life on purpose, you want your life to happen on purpose. If you can't get everything done, you say, man, I can't get everything done that needs to be done. Then you know what? That's because you're trying to do more than what God wants you to do. I want you to think about that. If you can't get everything done, if your life is just over, you're doing more than what God wants you to do. God gives you enough time to do what He wants you to do. Let me repeat that. God gives you enough time to do what He wants you to do. If you don't have enough time, that means you're putting a whole lot of other stuff in that shouldn't be in there. And you need to go back to, number one, the purpose. And then, number two, the priorities. If you don't have enough time to do what God wants you to do, What that means is that you're using that time for other things that have taken priority over His desires for your life. And your life is going to be out of balance. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Live life on purpose. And it's important to take the time to sit down and write out your life purpose. When's, have you ever done that? Have you ever sat down and just written out your life's purpose? What that will do, it will help you live your life wisely. So put your, And then put your priorities down on paper. Put them down the way it needs to be. Man, I remember in banking, we had, uh, the, we had to write down, here's what we're going to be doing today. You had your top priority, the next priority, the next, the next, the next. Sometimes something would have to shift and you would go, but you still knew where you were going. Write down. Write it down. Set your priorities down on paper. Make a plan to fulfill those priorities and make them happen. Don't just say, well, here is a priority. What's the plan to make it happen? And then do it. Do it. Begin to say no to some things. God, that's a good thing, but that's not in your will. You don't want to do it. This is what I want to do. What do you want me to do? Cut some things out. Every one of us have things that we can cut out. Every one of us do. That keep us from doing what God wants us to do. You know, I've had people all the time you know, in which I'll go, man, we'd love to see you in church. You know what, they're, most of the time they say, well, I'd love to, but I'm so busy. You know what that tells me? They've got a life out of balance. Their priorities are wrong. They don't have a plan. Man, what's going to happen whenever they get up to heaven and, and they go, well, God, I'm here. Sorry, I'm too busy to let you in, you know? We need to to say no to some things. Cut some things out. Make sure there is enough time for the important things. And those things are the things that will bring glory and honor to God because you're following His will. That's the important thing. Is this bringing glory and honor to God? Is this in His will? Don't let something get in the way of doing His will. Pencil in time for God. You ever thought about that? Get your calendar, put in there, God's time, and make it happen. This is God's time. Pencil in time to do ministry for others, to other people. That you, this is my time, I'm going to do ministry to others because this is bringing glory to God. That your ministry may be encouraging someone over the phone. I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes calling people. Just give them a word of encouragement. Maybe it's baking them a pie. Maybe it's making your preacher a coconut meringue pie. You know, whatever the case. Oh, if you could see the look my wife just gave me. Should I have said chocolate? (laughs) Yeah, life out of balance, right? But maybe it's baking a pie for someone or baking something for someone. You know, someone's a shut-in, and man, they haven't had a good home-cooked meal in a while. Making them something. Maybe it's singing a song. Maybe it's taking, say, you know, Lord, you gave me talent and gift to sing. And I love to sing. I love to sing in the car. I love to sing in the shower. I love to sing around the house. Well, guess what? you got another place you can love to sing. It's called the church choir. Hey, yeah. Then why aren't you using it there? Why are you using it to sing all the other songs? You know? You need to use it there. Maybe it's Teaching a class, God's given you that ability, but no, but Lord, I, d- I don't want to teach. I don't want to do this. i need- no. I, he gave you that gift to do. It's a ministry gift. Maybe it's witnessing to your neighbor, walking next door, and actually inviting your neighbor to church or making sure they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe it's maybe it's writing a story. Maybe it's writing a story. Let me let me encourage you. This another way of writing a story is. You know, if you've got grandchildren, write your story down. Think about this people are losing their heritage because nobody's writing it down. Maybe, okay, you don't like to write. Get you something you can record on. Write about those things. I still remember my great-grandfather telling me his story. I wish I'd have written it down. I wish he would have written it down. He was, man, He grew up in Oklahoma, but it wasn't Oklahoma back then. It was called Indian Territory. I remember that. I remember him running away from home at 12 and started working for the railroad. He married my My great-grandmother, he was 14, she was 16. (laughs) He was so happy because they moved him up when he was 16. He became a foreman, and he made 15 cents a day. Those stories that he told that I need to pass down. Maybe write your story, and especially how you came to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and the importance of jesus in your life write a story maybe lead a group maybe lead a group say you know hey i want to start having a bible study at my house so why don't we come over invite your neighbors invite some friends to have a bible store study at your house maybe where you work to say man i'm going to get here early those of you be interested in the bible study i'm going to be i'm going to be holding the bible study it's going to be before the before it opens or after it closes we're not going to do it while the store or whatever is open but man we're going to have this and we're going to study God's Word. Maybe it's becoming a part of a jail ministry team. Hey, Steve, I think you probably have needs for folks there. If you want to know how satisfying and if you've got that gift, just talk to Lola Malman, whose smile came on her face when I said jail ministry team. To go for folks, hey, you got a captive audience, right? to tell about Jesus, to impact lives for the better and their families' lives. Maybe it's working with children, teen kids, Sunday school, our youth, senior adults. Make time to do something important in ministry, ministering to others and not just make it about what you want to do, because here's what most of the time we're doing when we could have time and making a difference in other people's lives. You know what we're doing most of the time? Yeah, I don't like that show. No, that's not good for me. No, I don't like that. And Kathy goes, will you quit running through the channels? Okay. Nope, didn't like that one either. I mean, you know. (laughs) Hey, where is it here? Yeah, oh, it's just, uh, and she goes, and I'll finally find one, and she'll go, you've seen that show a dozen times. <laughs> I know. Whereas what could we be doing? Something that impacts the kingdom of God. Something that brings glory to God. I don't know when we get to heaven, we're going to get many points for. Right? But here's all I know, is your ministry is not going to be like my ministry. It's not going to be like the ministry of probably the person next to you. Your ministry will be unique to your personal gifts, to your calling. And you will have time for God to use you because you made a plan. If you make a plan, you will have time. He's given you all the time you need to do it. If you don't have the time for it, you need to get some other you need to start wiping your plate clean. You need to get some stuff off your plate. I mean, think about this. When God created the heavens and the earth, did he have a plan? Absolutely. He had a plan. We read it in Genesis. There was a plan. When he created you, did he have a plan? Yeah. You didn't, I mean, he had a plan. I don't see anybody here whose nose is upside down or whose foot is on their arm. I mean, God has a plan of how he's going to do things, right? He has a plan. And you know what? When it comes to eternity, he has a plan. God has a plan. So if God planned and God has plans, what makes us think that we don't need one? Right? What makes us think that we don't need one of how we are going to live our lives for him? We need a plan. We need a plan. I found this, uh, actually it's been a couple of years ago, but I think it speaks to, to what we're looking at today. What if this new year, 2023, could speak to you? Here I am, the new year. I'm an unspoiled page in your book of time. I'm your next chance at the art of living. I'm your opportunity to practice what you've learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me. Waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good that you tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare do. All that you hoped but did not, but did not will. All the faith that you claimed but did not have. These slumber lightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I'm your opportunity to renew your allegiance to him who said, Behold, I make all things new. So this year, 2023, let's do our best to put our lives in balance. Put your life in balance by, by determining, by discovering your purpose, by establishing your priorities. And by making a plan. If you'll do that, uh, I promise you that uh, you're going to have a more balanced life in 2023. And you're going to be surprised by what you will have done for the glory of God when this year is over with. So you will be able to say that 2023 was the best year you've ever had. Because you lived it for the glory of God and His glory only. And you know what? That makes God smile, and that also makes God say this, well done, good and faithful servant. Let me ask you to bow your heads in prayer. A balanced life. A balanced life is all about God. It's not about us. It's about God. When we start letting the things of us in our lives, we start letting them get out of balance because It becomes about us and our desires. And our desires keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And we want more and more and more and more. And before long, we don't have time for anything. We're exasperated. Today. Today. I want you to commit to start living life for God. I don't have the time. Well, get some stuff off your plate. Because God's given you all the time you need to do what He wants you to do. Make that plan. Sit down. Write it down. Here are the things that are important. Here are my priorities. And then pl- that plan to get them accomplished. And don't let things get in on that plan that, that, no, they may be good, but they're not the best. Start living for God. There's some things you need to get off. I'm going to ask you, what have you done for God this last year? What have you done for Him? Well, I came to church. I'm not not counting that. What have you done for Him? Have you impacted the world for Him? Is your life out of balance? Let's put it in balance starting today. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to tell you, your life will never be in balance without Jesus in your life. Because there's no way you can do it. You've got to have Him in your life and start living for Him. If He's not in your life, you're not living for Him. You can't say, well, I'm living for Jesus, but I'm not accepting Him as my Lord and Savior. No, you're not. Once you you accept Him, then you can start putting your life in balance because He'll start doing that for you. He'll start showing you those gifts and talents He's given you to help you be all that God has created you to be. So today we would invite you, if you have not done so, to accept Christ as your Savior. Those of you watching us on live stream, just a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you to help make my life a life of balance. I want to start living for you and you alone. And I'm going to trust in you for my eternal life. You'll pray that prayer or something like it again. uh, As I say every time, it's not the words. It's whether or not you really mean it. If you'll pray that prayer is something like, I promise you, according to God's word, you will be saved. And you can start getting your life truly in balance. You may be here, man, you're a believer, but your life is so out of whack. It's so out of balance. It seems like it's falling apart. You're stretched from one end to the other. You're doing too much. You don't have God. You're not, you're not taking that time for God the way He wants. Maybe you need to come up to this altar and just kneel in prayer and recommit your life to Him and say, man, Lord, I'm going to put it back in. I'm going to put it in balance. I'm going to get some things right in my life. I'm going to put some priorities in there, some plans. I'm going, uh, and and I'm, going to, I'm going to live for the purpose that you have me for. Maybe you'll be, you can pray right where you'll be standing in a moment. You may be here today and Lord said, man, this place I want you to be a part of. I want you to be a part of this First Baptist Troy family. We'd invite you to come during this invitation time if the Lord leads. This is His invitation to you to act upon what He has put upon your heart. So today, would you do so? Father God, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you want us to have those lives of balance. But Lord, we're, we're the ones that let it get out of balance. Father, as I read scripture and as I look at you, I see you. Lord, you're a balanced God. Father, and you made us to be the same. But again, Father, our priorities get so out of whack. Because, Lord, we forget our purpose or we don't even know our purpose. And we just live in life just floating along like a ship without a rudder wherever we go. And, Father, too many times we find ourselves being cast upon the rocks and there's nothing we can do about it. Father, help us to get that purpose, get those priorities, and to get that plan to start living for you and you alone in the time that you give us. Father, may your Holy Spirit just find a freedom of movement. And Father, may we say yes to what you've called us to do. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. From the media team at First Baptist Church of Troy, Texas, we want to say thank you for joining us today. If you have additional questions or want to know how you can experience the love of Christ in your life and family, visit us online at fbctroytx.org and send us a message. Thank you and have a wonderful week.